All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're so glad you're here with us today. It's going to be a great one. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover. And um, last week, uh, Bonnie, we talked about how we see others mm-hmm. and um, and that we need to how we see our spouse and through the mm-hmm. lens by which we see our spouse. And um, we need to see our spouse as God sees our spouse. So if you haven't listened to last week's um, go back and listen to that one, maybe before you even listen to this one. Episode 104. Might set that up, mm-hmm. yep. Um, but today we want to turn that discussion uh, inward a little bit. We kind of want to take that question and flip it and ask, how do we view ourselves? So, mm-hmm. Bonnie, let me ask you this. Um, how do you feel when you walk by a mirror? You're out in public. You walk by a window. You walk by a mirror. In public or with, I mean, it or, depends. Or at home. It depends on the day. It depends on if I've been sweating out in the garden and <laughs> not wearing any makeup and just disheveled. Or um, there's some mornings I wake up and look in the mirror and say, who is that old woman staring at me? <laughs> I mean, years are not kind. Um, they have been very kind to you. You're very sweet. This. Much kinder to you than to me (laughs) (laughs) no that's not true but then then there are times I'll look I'm like I'll put myself together and think oh okay well I held up all right you know (laughs) once if I have put myself together and put a little effort in it it takes a lot more effort than it used to but um but you know especially as you get older and you start looking at your daughter's beautiful young complexion and you think oh wow I used to have that same spotless glow (laughs) and and then you get wrinkles and sunspots and all the things and you're like okay well that's that's just what happens you get old you get older and you now but that's how you see yourself physically and it's funny because I remember one it's been a long time ago and and often I'll, I'll talk to my mom a good bit and she'll say things you know I remember her saying one time you know it's funny that the older I get I still feel the same on the inside. I still feel like me. I still feel like that young thought process, the way I process things and that my mind and, and I still feel like I'm that young 20 year old that, you know, back in the day when I got married, I still have that same me inside. And then I look on the outside and see that I've aged and, and it is, it's so true. And I, and I asked, I've asked my dad that before too. Dad's 88 and dad was, you know, well, I'd, I don't, I still feel in my mind young. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thing. He said, I still feel young in my mind. And then when I look in the mirror, it's like, you know, and I'm the same way. Um, You know, when I really feel, like you said, I feel 20, man. I feel 25 in my mind. And then... um, When I don't feel 25 is when I'm around 25-year-olds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then I'm like, nope. I'm uh I'm definitely definitely older. Uh I don't I don't fit in here. Or after I've been working in the yard for a week and I'm doing great, I'm feeling strong and then the next day I lean down and pick up a pot and pull uh, and slip a disc. I'm like, "What happened?" To your defense. Uh-huh. You did that in your 20s too. Oh yeah, you you're remember right. we were on the road, yeah. we're loading equipment out, we're loading gear. I That's remember true. one time I was in like ninth grade. And I was an athlete. I was, you know, I was mm-hmm. in shape. And man, I held something out to hand something to some somebody, 
in this shot, <laughs> shot up my back and my spine, and I couldn't move oh, for days. That's what I felt last week. Yeah, so yep. it, it it happened when you were younger, but it maybe it happens more often. Yeah, it was just more amplified than, it, than but, it did then. But there is this amazing thing, and, and Scripture says that outwardly we're wasting away, but the inner man is being renewed daily. You know there, that that mm. inner man, that spiritual part of us that that connects with God, that through a walk with Him, that when when we're renewing our mind and we're we're walking in step with the spirit and we're spending time with Jesus and in his word there is this inner renewal that happens and so it all depends now if we're talking about how we see ourselves physically or how we see ourselves how you know well and I think today we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about all of it but um I think that's gonna be an interesting conversation but first we want to have some fun with some fun, fun facts. What have you got, Bonnie? These are some stupid fun facts. So, Daniel. Um, is this a farm edition? No, this animal is just, edition? just a regular just edition. Just random, stupid, fun yep. facts. All right, let's go. you know that rubber bands last longer when refrigerated? Really? Yeah. Who knew? Wow. Uh, here's but you would think that when you got them out, and they'd be cold, and they wouldn't. Yeah, their elasticity would not be good. Mm, but they okay. they do. Butterflies taste with their feet. <laughs> I was about to say I've never tasted a butterfly. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Butterflies uh, taste with their feet. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, here's another animal one. Okay. Elephants are the only animal that cannot jump. Have you ever seen an elephant jump? No, but my mind went to all the other animals to see if there was any other animal that I've seen jump. Okay, well, let's leave the animals Like a alone. rhinoceros jumps, really? I guess so. I guess so. I don't want to see an elephant jump. Yep. Here's another stupid thing. No, actually, that would be fun. I would like to see an elephant Well, jump. you're not going to because they don't. So. <laughs> and they won't. They won't. I refuse. No. So, let's leave the animals alone for a minute. Um, peanuts are one of the ingredients of dynamite. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Here's another fun fact. A dime has 118 ridges around the edge. Hmm. See if you can stump Colby on that one. Someone was very bored that day. Yes. So, on average, 12 newborns will be given to the wrong parent daily. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) How would you know? Daily. 12. Yep, on average. Yep. So, the other interesting thing is... How many of those 12 make it back I to their, their, their family, the right family? Or did exactly. they just... Exactly. Like, I guess they know because they know they're 12. We got the bracelets. Anyway, they make them worse. So. That's funny. Okay, two more. So, you'll appreciate this as a musician. The first CD pressed in the U.S. was Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. Oh, how about that? How about that? Born in the USA, the first one wow. pressed in I the USA. The, I had the tape. Oh, yeah. And last one. In England, the Speaker of the House... Is not allowed to speak. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Wonder what they do. I don't know, but it'd be great if a lot more politicians didn't speak. <laughs> we should pray for him. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fun. Um, so today uh, we're talking about how I see myself, and in in reality, how we see ourselves will affect greatly affect how we treat other people mm-hmm. and so let's kind of whittle that down into our marriage relationship mm-hmm. since this is a marriage podcast how i see myself will will greatly um, affect how i treat you or how how you treat your spouse mm-hmm. and um so 
uh, and we talk, there's a lot of talk about good self-esteem. We want to have good self-esteem. Mm. And, um, and so right off the bat, let's, let's just begin to, what is that? Mm. What is, what does that mean? A self-esteem? It's how you, and here's the, here, there, there's so many problems in that term itself, but it's self-esteem is how you esteem yourself. Yeah. And, um, that's a good one. That was really good. Yeah, but yeah. think about it. We're not called as believers to esteem ourselves. What does Scripture say? How should we view ourselves? Yeah, we're we're we to, should die to ourselves. Exactly, die daily to our selfish ambition, to our pride, and to all. I mean, uh, you hear people talk about how just follow your heart. Well, Scripture says our heart is deceitfully wicked, and at the core, it's just nothing. It's no good, rotten. Every movie, I hate it. Just trust your heart. Oh no, no, trust no. your gut. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's it's, it's the worst thing to trust. Yeah, but I I think our society tells us to be self centered. To mm. everything should run. I mean, what is your truth? What is mm. your um? Man, that's a popular catchphrase now. Mm-hmm. That's my. What truth. is your truth? And so. Um, I feel like the whole self-esteem, even as believers, we've gotten caught up into that that conversation of we want you to have a proper self-esteem. We want children to have a proper self-esteem. And I think we need to change the terminology to set, to have a proper understanding of self. Mm-hmm. A proper understanding of who you are would be much better for us than to make ourselves our own God. Yeah, to set myself up as how I view myself, and 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 my being the center of my universe mm-hmm. is not healthy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So really, it's Christ esteem. Mm-hmm. If if as believers, if we die to ourselves mm-hmm. and we esteem Christ mm-hmm. and understand who He is, and as we talked about last week, how He views us, then guess what? I'm mm-hmm. gonna view myself in the proper way. Mm-hmm. Which is a proper self-esteem mm-hmm. through the understanding of Christ. Well, it's the the verse: "Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Mm-hmm. He will be the one to esteem you." And I mean, I can do all I, I can spend all my time trying to promote myself, but at the end of the day, if Christ is not for me, and if He's not the one, if I mean, because He opposes the proud, He mm-hmm. gives grace to the humble. I don't want to stand in opposition to almighty God, because I'm trying to promote and esteem myself, I would rather humble myself before him and allow him to be the one to give me the proper place that he wants me to have. Yeah. So how can, so the question, how can I see myself affect the way, affect my marriage? Mm. So what if I, let's just go on the the self-esteem, the improper self-esteem that I elevate myself too much. Or, you know, we elevate, our, we think too highly of ourselves, mm-hmm. more highly than we ought. How does that affect the way we treat our spouse? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a, there's a phrase going around that's uh, kind of a catchphrase now talking about toxic masculinity. And, and that, listen, I'm going to be honest, that does exist. Yeah. Um, that's not true godly masculinity. Right. Um, I think they try to throw a blanket over all men being men in a more traditional sense or a biblical sense, toxic masculinity or toxic behavior can come from an elevated sense of self mm-hmm. um, or from somebody who's who has no confidence in themselves and they try to project that. Mm-hmm. Um, insecurities can, can present that. Um, 
but an elevated improper sense of self can lead to toxic behavior in the way that I'm, I'm over you and you're under me. You're not as good as me. Uh, You should be like me. And a lot of times that comes from insecurities and trying Mm -hmm. to elevate that and mask what's there. How else can um, an improper view of self affect our marriage? Well, if, if I don't have a proper view of myself, then it can prevent me from being open and vulnerable in the relationship. Um, it can, and that can come from uh, a, not an elevated one, but uh, if a, if I'm not if I'm not um, secure enough in who I am, yeah, if I'm not secure enough in who I am and know who I am and my place before God and um, who He's called me to be, then I'm not going to have that right understanding of how I enter in a relationship with you because I don't feel worthy to be in that and I'm not going to be able to be open with you I'm not going to be able to trust myself in the relationship and feel like Mm -hmm. I can't bring fully who I am to the table in the relationship because maybe I don't like who I am maybe I don't Mm -hmm. think that it's that's good or maybe I'm just insecure in that and so I'm not going to be vulnerable you can't be secure in a relationship Mm -hmm. if you don't see yourself in that proper Right. In that proper perspective. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I'm not going to be open. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to enter into intimacy, the into me you see, know me, you know, because I don't, I don't know me. Right. And I can't, I can't do that, mm-hmm. you know, with you either. So, how else? Well, I think also if I, if I don't have the right image of myself, then it's going to prevent me from being able to receive, like, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm already so insecure I don't, and so if you try to be constructive in the relationship, if you try to offer anything that in any way would make me feel more insecure, I'm going to have pushback, and I'm going to push it back on you, and there's going to be this wall that goes up and say, okay, you're coming against me, whereas maybe it was a loving thing, a loving thing you were bringing to me, but if I'm so insecure and I don't know who I am, then and I'm not confident in that, then I can't receive anything you have to say that's constructive towards me. Yeah, and that's so important in marriage. One, that we communicate criticism correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to have that. You're going to have criticism in marriage or constructive criticism. And what is constructive criticism? It's being able to say um, something to another person that can help better them in a kind, and it needs to be done kindly and respectfully. Um and so, yeah, and that needs to happen. It's got to happen in, 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 in marriage. A, in a healthy marriage. In a healthy marriage because we're sharing a house. We're sharing everything. And it's that iron sharpening iron in a healthy marriage where we're both, um, we know who we are in Christ, we're securing that, and we're, we're fulfilling the calling God's called us to in our marriage. We're going to make each other better because mm-hmm. we're going to encourage each other to do the right things. And I see the best in you, and I help point you toward that best direction for your life. And if I see something that's not who you are, I'm going to help steer you away from that and say, this is not you. This is not you living out who you are intended to be. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, I need that kind of constructive criticism because there are times I can get so self-absorbed and go down this hole and I'm not living out God's intended best for me in my own giftings. And sometimes I can't see that, but maybe you can and I need to be open to that kind of corrective criticism yeah. to make me better. Yeah. I think another thing is that an improper understanding of self, it can lead to perfectionism. Why? Why is that? Because 
we don't when we have a, a proper an improper understanding of who we are and we're not seeing ourselves through Christ, in other words, esteeming Christ and then seeing ourselves through the lens he sees us through, what am I striving for? I'm striving for a baseline that is is who sets that baseline for us if we don't see it through Christ? The world sets it. Mm-hmm. And so what is that baseline? Well, if it's physical appearance, then I'm looking to I'm looking to social media, I'm looking to Instagram people, or I'm looking to magazines or, or movies or, or different people that are are not even real. Or if they are real, they're real for a very short amount of time. And then when that photo shoots under over, they're going to get pizza. Right. So I'm, I'm setting a baseline physically, mm-hmm. or I'm looking at other relationships through a lens of social media. Again, that that's probably not even real because no one posts their real selves on social media. No. And no one posts their dirty laundry unless they're the people that that's all they post is yeah. their dirty laundry. Yeah. And and you're still not seeing things for real. So it leads to perfectionism in the fact that I am so insecure in who I am because I'm seeing myself through the wrong lenses and not the proper lens of Christ that I I don't have any grace for myself. And I think it's so important that we we understand that our life is always a work in progress. Our spiritual life is always a work in progress. The faith that I have now is different than the faith that I had 15, 20 years ago. Gosh, there's yeah. so many people I wish I could go back to when I was a teenager in my 20s and say, I am so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry for who you saw or who yeah. you saw Christ to be through me, um, or the way I projected myself. But it, it, I'm a different person spiritually. I'm a different person relationally, personality-wise. Yeah. God's continuing. I'm a different person physically, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about that earlier. And so we're always a work in progress. And to have that understanding, we have to allow ourselves grace. Yeah. Grace to change. Grace to become better. Mm-hmm. Grace to become worse. Grace to go through a season where, you know what? I'm just not eating good and I put on a few pounds <laughs> And you know what? It's just life cycles. Yeah. And there's seasons where I'm eating really good and I'm at a great weight and seasons where I'm not. Are there seasons where I'm really frustrated and I'm going through junk mm-hmm. and there's seasons when I'm abiding and I'm, I'm, I'm doing well emotionally. And if I can't have that grace on myself to understand that, that life morphs and life changes and we grow and we take two steps forward and a step back and three steps forward and three steps back. And that's called life. I can't have that grace on you. Yeah. Cause if I'm, if you're operating out of a sense of perfectionism that you're trying to attain, then you're also going to project that on me and make me feel like I can't Very measure true. up to it as well. And, and vice versa. So if I, if I don't have that proper view of myself, I'm not going to have a proper view of you Mm-mm. and I'm not going to treat you the way I've been called to. So, so now those are some of the, the pitfalls of not having that proper understanding of ourselves and how we see ourselves, but that proper view can only come through the understanding of okay, who sets a value on something? It's the mm. it's you know it's what I'm willing to pay for something determines its value, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we were bought at a price that was higher than than anything. We were bought with the the blood of Jesus Christ. We belong to him. We are, are redeemed by his blood. And he sets the standard for who we are because he's the one who purchased us. Mm. And we have to be able to view ourselves through the lens 
of our creator and the one who knows our intended purpose, who understands our value, and he sets that value and what we're worth. And there's no way to view yourself properly. And it, even when you walk with Christ, if you don't see yourself the way he sees you, mm. we can get in that flesh pattern of seeing ourselves the way the world sees us. We can get trapped into seeing ourselves the way our, we used to see ourselves, or, or by our achievements or by the way someone has labeled us. There's so many views we can carry of ourselves that's improper, even in a relationship with Christ, unless we are looking to him to say, I need you to realign yeah. my thinking towards me. So how, so what value does Christ put on us, right? So First John 3, 1 says, see what great love the Father has lavished. Mm. Right? That's a big word, right? That's a, mm. that's a not just big in, in, in a linguistic standpoint, but that's a, that's a lavished is huge. Mm-hmm. Like not just give us a little bit of love, Lots of love. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Mm-hmm. Why do verses like that, why do we, why do they not set weightier on our, on our, our chest? You know what I'm saying? Why do mm-hmm. we not see that as, I should hear that and be like, oh, well, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. But we don't, do we? We kind of write them off. Because sometimes we don't feel worthy of it. There's there's also this verse in Galatians that talks about how we're his children and we can call out to him, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. And it says that we're his child and God has made us an heir. Mm-hmm. Meaning an heir to what? To the kingdom of God. An heir, a joint heir with Christ I didn't do anything to deserve that. Mm. I didn't do anything. That's hard for me to fathom because we have this limited scope of, you know, if you if you work, you eat. Mm-hmm. If you um, work hard, you will achieve. If you don't, then you won't. And and we have this works based mentality that it's almost too good to be true. Usually, if something's too good to be true, it usually is. Mm-hmm. But that's not so with with this. That God is that childhood of the King is something that's bestowed on us, undeserved, mm-hmm. and it's not something we earn. It's hard for us to fathom that. So I don't feel worthy of it. So when I hear it, it's hard to wrap my head around it because mm-hmm. I didn't earn it. Yeah, and I think it. Um, I think in, it, there will be a day we'll understand the fullness of that kind of love. Mm-hmm. I think another reason is it's kind of like when your kids are upset, or maybe when we were a kid, we were upset, and our parents said, "You know, I know those people treated you that way, but I love you." Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to. You're my parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think we we place that. Well, you have to. You're my parent on God, and uh, and if we could understand the fullness of that and but it does go back to god didn't create man to be alone Mm -hmm. so it is as much as it means it's as as big as god loves me and as much as that means to me it still matters what my spouse thinks of me Mm -hmm. it still matters to me i don't live in we don't live in a vacuum Mm mm-hmm you know, it's not good for man to be alone. That's that it's not good for man to be alone theology there. That understanding yeah. is that God created us for connection. God created us for relationships. So 
I can't live on an island and just say, you know what, God loves me and that's enough. Mm-hmm. God didn't, it, it is enough, but God didn't create us in that way for it to be enough. Mm-hmm. He created us for to be a loved, uh, loved and attached to, to people as well. Well, and there's, I think we also have this breakdown of what you said may resonate with me of, I know God loves me, but does he really accept and like me? Mm. And so I have to be, I'm his child. He, you yes, you have to love me, whatever. But to actually wear that, the mantle of he actually likes me and accepts me. There's a difference between loving someone and truly accepting them. And that's a little bit harder to do because in our, in our human terms, we don't give acceptance as easily mm-hmm. as we might get, even with our kids, they can disappoint us and, and be frustrated with us. But at the core, we have to understand that we are fully loved, fully accepted by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And if I can wrap my head around that, that changes my posture. Mm-hmm. It changes my posture towards the Lord. It's like, wow, it's like having the the privilege of running into the Oval Office and jumping. You know, if you're the child of a president, you can run right in past all security and jump in their lap. And you're like, oh, wow, well, nobody stopped me because yeah. I have full access. And it's that to feel that kind of access to a holy God is mm. so humbling. And to be able to wrap my head around that kind of acceptance and that kind of access mm. is difficult. Um, but if I can know and be secure in who I am as the daughter of a king, it changes the way I act. It changes, like I said, my posture. I can stand up a little straighter knowing I, I belong to him. I am not just loved, but I am esteemed and a joint heir and someone that he was willing to send his son for. And mm-hmm. um, it comes with this um, confident humility. Yes. It's like, I don't deserve it, but wow. Look I, at that. I will step into who I am. Not that I deserve it, but that it, like you said, it was bestowed upon me. Mm-hmm. And so there's a confidence in it, but there's also hu- a humility in it that I didn't deserve it, mm-hmm. but I get it. So knowing who I am gives me that confidence, but out of that, how are we to treat others? Because you think about we're, we're children of God, we're royalty. So how would you expect royalty to treat people? You expect them to be a good, loving, and just ruler you would expect them to have the good of others in mind. You would expect them to, you know, carry the family name in such a way that's like, wow, they're, you know, I want our kids, I want them, it's like, remember who you are, you're a Hoover, you know, and mm-hmm. with that, you and I have a way of doing things, and we hope that we have this good reputation that we want them to carry on mm-hmm. by the way they act and the, by the way they treat others. In the same way, we are that representation of God to the world and to our spouse. We're to be the hands and feet of Jesus to our spouse. So as someone who can stand in the position of I'm his child and I know you are his child, I need to treat you with respect and with kindness because Mm -hmm. I'm a a representation. I'm his ambassador. I'm a representation of God to you. Yeah, and when I can understand who I am in Christ and esteem Christ— and humbly live and serve underneath that and then have a that that forms in me of this proper 
self-understanding. I don't even like using self-esteem because Mm -hmm. we're not called to esteem ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I think a proper Christ self-understanding maybe is a better way for a Christian to put it. Then, Then guess what? That should allow me like you just said, to see you in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, she's no less. She's bought with that same price. She's mm-hmm. So it should formulate, it should form in my heart, in my mind, a proper spouse understanding of who you are in Christ. You're not, you know, I'll work with couples and uh, sitting here on these couches in this barn, and we'll talk about what we talked about last week or the last episode was the fact that we're made in, in Christ's image and what does that mean? And I'll look at some of these spouses that are just, you know, not treating each other right. And I'm like, how dare you mm-hmm. speak to the king's daughter that way? Or how mm-hmm. dare you speak to the king's son that way? He's not yours. Mm-hmm. He's Christ's. Mm-hmm. You know, you've made a covenant with him mm-hmm. to to whatever you said in that covenant but he, he, he's an image bearer of Christ, and, and likewise. Mm-hmm. And so it does. It goes with that, how dare I treat you this way? Mm-hmm. But it, if I don't see myself in that way, mm-hmm. I'm not going to treat you that way. It's gonna, there's going to be this unhealthy uh, balance of, or of understanding of who we are. Because we all have this desire to have our needs met, and if I don't know that I am already fully loved, fully um, in Christ, I am, I belong to him, then I'm looking to you to define me. I'm looking to you. The way you treat me will be what defines who I am. So I'm going to make you, I'm going to try to push your buttons to make you give me respect, or I'm going to push your buttons to make you whatever, because I'm trying to get my needs met and my self-image Trying to get validated. Validated by the way you treat me or the way I manipulate you to treat me. It's like we all have, and we've said this before, it's like you have this little this little cup and we walk around and we ask for change from people. Validate me. Put change in my cup. Mm-hmm. Make me feel worthy. Make me yeah. feel something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Christ has already validated us. Yeah. And so I don't have to manipulate you to give me what I need to make me feel better about myself. And in the same right, knowing who I am gives me the confidence to live like who I am and to treat you a certain way. But it also reminds me that I'm not to allow someone, and there is this this small population who they don't understand who they are. Some people need the humility that comes with the position, but some people need to, to be able to realize I shouldn't allow people to treat me yeah. any less than who God says I am. And there are people in, in their marriages that are allowing themselves to be treated um, in a way that's unworthy of the daughter or, or the son of a king. And yeah. we and that's a whole other episode. But we do, um, knowing who we are, um, we have to not our, allow ourselves to be abused mm-hmm. or tormented or treated in a way that... Um, is not worthy of the son or daughter of a king. Yeah, because I'll say this, and and I won't. We won't get into a whole nother topic. Jesus didn't die for the institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, as high, and and I'm saying this on a podcast that's about marriage, and mm-hmm. and it is sacred. Mm-hmm. But Jesus died for the souls of men. Yeah, and uh, and sometimes we can elevate an institution so much uh, that that 
that people are staying in incredibly abusive mm. situations. And like I say, there's that's a whole nother topic about yeah. what is abusive, what is not abusive. I mean, I have people coming to me all the time looking for a, a biblical out, you know, just give me a good reason because they, mm. you know, we don't get along and that's not, that's not godly either. But all that to say, to back up what you were saying is that, yes, when people view themselves properly in Christ, you have an opinion, yeah. you have a voice, you have, you should be respected. You should be mm -hmm. honored in that marriage relationship mm -hmm. because you're royalty. Yeah. So. I think the way we view ourselves is so important in the way we treat our, our spouse and the lenses we see ourselves through greatly impacts the lens we see our spouse through in our marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you guys for joining us today. Hey, if you're on social media, then go to Facebook, Instagram, and, um, and follow us at The Marriage Adventure. We're also on YouTube, and you can like and subscribe there. You guys have a great, great week. <laughs>